Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Hey, everybody, I'm Rachel Bonetta. And I'm Rechna Fripbaum, and this is Hall of Shame. Hi, I'm trying to remember the last time and like what kind of headspace we were in when we recorded our podcast. Right. Because an entire two weeks have passed. Yeah. Baby girls needed some time Mm. to take off for Thanksgiving and just like take a breath from the absolute batshit season of news that we had. Yes. Correct. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you have a good time? Did you eat turkey? It was nice. It was much smaller than normal, given Mm -hmm. everything. It was me, my ex-husband, his girlfriend, and my kids. Just like the pilgrims intended, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Uh, It felt lovely. Yeah. Yeah, It was like small and loving and a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, for sure. I feel like we we obviously had a very small Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. but... I left my boyfriend up to all the grocery shopping and he shopped oh. as if nothing like a pandemic were not happening <laughs> and we were with like both of our families combined. Was it just the two of you or did you have like some sort we of We have a sesh. little bubble that sure. comes here Great. once a week to watch football. So it's like one you other household. You did it with them. Did it with them. Um, but they did not adjust the portion scale. <laughs> So uh, I will be eating turkey for the rest of the year, unfortunately. And it will eventually rot and I'll have no other choice. In some future Um, holiday when we can all congregate, I'm sure Rachel and I will have a (gasps) holiday drink together. Oh, I would love that. It'd be so nice. Um, But yeah, Thanksgiving was a little little weird this year, huh? It was a little weird. It was like um, nice. It almost like was an opportunity to be truly grateful in a different kind of way. Yeah, I think so too. I feel like we've all been reminding ourselves that all year long. Yeah. We didn't really need a special haul. No, for sure. That. But um, <laughs> so a uh, couple of housekeeping notes. Next week is actually going to be our C's finale. Ooh. We go through an entire season of Hall of Shame. Let me just give like a little teeny tiny golf clap to first Yay. of all, Rachel and I, because we work our asses off. <laughs> Second off to our lovely producer, Caroline and Kyle, who puts this show together. Yeah, makes us sound good. Makes us sound delicious. Um, damn, dude, we did a year of this. This is crazy. In mostly a pandemic. Yeah, I don't know if Wild. a lot of people, I feel like maybe we've talked about this before, but Rachel and I, met and fell deeply in love maybe a month before this podcast started and got in studio to record perhaps two episodes and we've done the entire show over zoom yeah so anyway so exciting and because this is our penultimate episode basically our red wedding episode when you think about it for season one we want to kind of take a minute to thank you guys our listeners so we open the floor up to some questions both just generally for us and then some like scandal suggestions. So we get, I'll say, I get scandals up in my DMs all day long, every day. And we've picked like 10-ish 
that we wanted to go through and laugh about before the end of the year. So that's what we're yeah. gonna we're gonna do it as a little a little diff. But the treat about it is we didn't really research them, so it's just gonna be a little bit more off the cuff than you guys yes. are used to. So every week, I mean, you know how this podcast works by now. I tell Reshna a story, and next week she tells me the story, but the other one doesn't know anything about it. We have no idea. Caroline, our producer, has put together these scandals that she's yeah, pulled she from all of our DMs and our our mentions and comments and all that stuff. And um, she put I together a list no- of some of the ones that were asked for the most times. And then uh, we're just going to go through it. I have no idea what we're about to talk about. I'm excited. It's going to be an episode where neither of us knows what the story is. But I'm sure we're going to sound super smart because we know always. Everything. Always. But before we get to that, we want to celebrate you guys because we're so thankful for our listeners. You guys are the very best. And so I think we're going to kick it off with just some fun questions that came in. Yeah. I don't know about other podcasts, but I just feel like our listeners are like extremely good yeah. looking and like incredibly smart and like really funny. I think they're the best ones. Oh, gosh. I, I don't want to speak for like other podcasts, but like I feel like they are, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So Jasmine asks, Hard <laughs> Girl Jazz asks, what are your favorite alcohol holiday drinks? Bonus points if you make them yourselves. Oh. Okay. So can I just go with all of them? Like the entire bar? Yeah. Card? So I love a holiday cocktail. Not really holiday-y, but I do a whiskey smash a lot. Make them myself. What's a whiskey smash? It's whiskey, lemon, mint, little honey. Okay, bougie. It's pretty good. Uh, I also just love a hot spice cider, like with some rum. Ooh, yeah. Can't go wrong. Do you put like whiskey in your hot spice cider? I either put whiskey or rum. Ooh, that's that's solid. I just stumbled upon, I don't know how you feel about milk in your beverages. Mm. How do you feel? I don't love, but I so appreciate those who do, you know, because it is very Christmassy. I just stumbled upon a drink that you put vodka Peppermint schnapps, Kahlua, and a shit ton of like cream. Sounds delish. And a candy cane rim. Wow. I won't tell you how it made me feel the next day, but I was going to say that sounds like diarrhea city. (laughs) (laughs) I love that question though. Diarrhea in a glass for one. Jasmine gets us, you know, like that's a question that's like you understand us. You understand what we do. Also, I'm never sad to have like a winter themed beer, you know? Oh, okay. Anyway. (laughs) next question (laughs) Steve asks can we debate how much harder it is being a Lions fan than a Browns fan I feel like I need to give this to you because you've been a Browns fan for much longer than I have I Steve this argument holds less water because in 2016 the Cavs won a championship but up until then Mm. being a Browns fan isn't just about being a Browns fan it's about being a Cleveland fan and like you Steve (gasps) you got those Pistons those sweet, sweet Pistons that won those championships in the 90s. They were great. Or was it early 2000s? I'm just saying that was a fun team. You got to win some championships with them. It was really great. You got Barry Sanders. Ooh. I know the Lions are kind of sad also. Look, if anyone has something on us, it's the Lions and the Browns. But I'm just saying like Detroit is a city has gotten more championships than Cleveland as a city. So So that's how you look at sports teams like fandoms. Like if you have a shitty football team, but like you have a really good basketball team, you have nothing to complain about. It's not that you have nothing to complain about. I'm just saying like you you look at the team unto itself, but then you also have to look at the larger city. Mm. And so I think like if you put the Browns in the context, Detroit's gotten a few more championships. But 
I give it to you, Steve. It's tough being a Lions fan, and you did have Barry Sanders, but you never won with him. But you did get to watch him all those years. He was so fun. Also, we are currently eight and three, motherfucker. So maybe, Steve, after this year, I'll come back at you and be like, fair. (laughs) Yeah, Lions suck. (laughs) Fair, tougher to be a Lions fan. We feel sorry for you. We don't even know what it it feels like anymore (laughs) to have a losing team. Okay, fair asks, have you ever felt like you needed to prove your sports knowledge? Girl, every every damn (laughs) that I breathe. Rachel, I'll let you How about all the times that I've breathed? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, all the time. Yeah. And it's always like a funny thing too when someone's like, oh, you do know sports. And it's like, I'm not making it up. I once had a girl ask me if I learned about sports so that I could hang out with the guys. And I was like, Mm -mm. no, I just like them. Mm -mm. We as a society have made it weird and and inaccessible for women to love sports. But that is why we have loved doing this podcast. Yeah. We know you're all out there. We know there's so many of us out there. Yeah. Just as knowledgeable, just as into it as any man. I feel like um, there are so few women in sports television that sure. it's just so competitive. Like you're you're constantly thinking there's so many men trying to get my job and, and a lot of women too. So like you need to just be on your A game. That's how I feel. I just feel like all the pressure yeah. in the world to know every single stat of every single game that's happening. And I probably don't need to, <laughs> but. I can only imagine. The pressure is all on you, girl. Yeah. Okay. Jessica said, what's been your favorite episode of the show? Mm. I'll say my my fave epi, I'm trying to think of the one that I laughed the most in. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to be Tencent Beer Night. That was a good one. Tencent Beer Night was a, a wild ride. All I can think of is like somebody bringing chains to the game and like ready to brawl. I feel like that's where you and I really hit a stride in terms of like, bantering off each other yeah we just were giggling the whole time and took it up to the next level and also one of my favorites because we did it so many times because we 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 like decided, you know, Rush and I are doing this together, and then we recorded one, and they were like, "Okay, how can we make this better? Like, let's perfect it yeah. before we put it out there." It was Rosie Ruiz? We probably oh. recorded like five times. It feels Our like that one I know like by memory. I know, but it was so no, it was so good. That was one of the first ones that we put out into the world. Yeah, I think, and it was so fun. I loved Factory Sadness because I feel like I got to um, hear about your dad and we got to talk about our dads. Yeah, and I, that, that was nice. Was pretty cool. And I kind of liked Anthems. It was a little different. You killed that one. You, sm- I, Guys, I had nothing to do with that. Reshna wrote Please. that one. That was killer. That was so good. I mean, you kill them all, Rachel. That might be our top episode. That might be our number one episode. I don't know. Be curious what our fans think. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, those are all the questions that we're going to answer for now. I kind of just want a Christmas cocktail now. That's uh, one that's not going to give me the diarrheas. Um, really quick. They are not sponsors of us, but I found this place called Shaker and Spoon, and they send you like little cocktail kits, and it's really fun, and you should oh. check it out. And I just ordered a Christmas-themed one. Ooh, small business shout-out. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to go um, order those right after So this. fun. Uh, so anyway, listeners, you have been – just the best part of the show we feel so lucky so fun thank you for sending those questions yeah that was great now before we get to those scandals a quick break hall of shame is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. businesses have had to be flexible this year 
from working remotely to pivoting their business models for long-term survival and growth. Restaurants are moving their dining outdoors and adding takeout and catering. Some consumer packaged good companies have shifted to focus more on surface cleaners or personal hygiene products. Major retailers are now selling face masks. If you're in charge of hiring for your business, these pivots had made your job even more challenging, especially if you have to hire for brand new roles. Thankfully, there's one place that you can always count on to make hiring faster and easier. ZipRecruiter.com slash shame. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job boards with one click. Then, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology finds people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash shame. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-H-A-M-E. Let ZipRecruiter take hiring off your plate so you can focus on growing your business. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shame. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Farragon, the one and only. The stress of daily life weighs on us all, whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day. Muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. I got to tell you, I'm in physical therapy right now because I've got a hip issue. And my physical therapist actually told me the other day, he's like, it's probably because you sit on the couch too much. That's a real thing that a grown man said to another grown woman. But you know what's been helping? Theragun. And that is why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now is as quiet as an electric toothbrush. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet you will wonder if it is on while you soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. Try Theragun for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com shame right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com shame. Theragun.com slash shame. Okay, I'm I'm nervous for this slash I'm really <laughs> looking forward to this because I don't know what these are going to be. Yeah, in the question of proving your sports knowledge, right? I know, right? <laughs> okay, well, I can see the first one. I can already see okay. the first one. All right. And I do know this one. Yes. Diego Maradona, Hand of God scandal. Okay, so yeah. Diego Maradona. Legend. He just passed away from like heart complications. He had all of these really bad issues the past few years, I feel like. He was like hard living the last decade or so. Yeah, I think he liked some stuff at a certain point in his life. He didn't just stop at holiday cocktails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He holidayed very hard. Can I tell a really quick story? Yes. I got to go to Russia to cover the World Cup. We've talked about this before. And you had bad hot dogs there. I had bad hot dogs. I ended (laughs) up in the hospital. We've all heard this story before. I got to go to Russia and I got to attend one of the first World Cup games. And it was Argentina. So I was going to see Messi. So I was like fucking stoked. It was also Iceland. And I rolled in to this ginormous arena. Like, I don't think I had ever been in a stadium this big. And I just so happened to pop out at the Argentina section. We didn't have tickets. We just like had a press pass. We were kind of just like roaming around wherever we wanted to go, which was also sick. Amazing. And I was in this Argentina section and 
just like seeing the field for the first time. And at this point I had covered soccer for like five years, six years in my life. So I had been in it, in it, in it. And I just started crying because I was just like, oh my God, I've made like, what, what else beyond this? I've made it to a world cup. I am covering a world cup. Won an Emmy for this, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And, um, all of these fans were turned to the side and looking up at one of these, those fancy booths that you can get and just singing and crying and yelling (laughs) at this booth. And I was just like, what the fuck? What is that? And there was, there was somebody up there singing down to them. And my producer and I just looked at each other and we're like, that's fucking Diego Maradona. We are watching Mm. like the entire place just nuts for this guy. Uh. They were singing to him and he was singing to them. And it was just such an emotional time. And I was like, I'm in the world cup. And it was so fucking cool. He was such a very, very good soccer player, but also just a deeply charismatic man. Oh, yeah. And just to go over, because we love to tell a little story, the hand of God was a phrase that he coined because he basically had a handball that scored a goal in a match against England, but the ref didn't have a clear view. And so instead, that goal helped Argentina beat England two to one. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, he said, it was the hand of God. (laughs) <laughs> it was a very, it was very, very controversial. I'm sure this is very it's famous. I think a lot of people would know it. The, the picture is like, okay, he's touching <laughs> a motherfucking ball for the sure. The picture is like me playing volleyball. <laughs> I think that a lot of people, I mean, he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest yeah. to ever play soccer, maybe besides like Pele. Pele, yeah. Um, and I feel like maybe a lot of, obviously people loved him because he was so good, but I think a lot of it was just like, he did whatever he could. <laughs> yeah. Win, you know? He and was, yeah, he was like a, true winner he had that jordan-esque competitiveness and was just like really charming absolutely so sad anyway r.i.p diego maradona r.i.p that's a fun one okay all right rachel okay scandal number two that our listeners wrote in about rick patino oh yes scandaloso okay so let me just read this real quick Patino's scandal took place when he was the basketball coach at the University of Louisville. That's right. A report confirmed that under Patino's watch, the former director of basketball operations arranged for dancing or sex acts in an on-campus dormitory for three players, 15 recruits, at least seven of whom were underage. Okay, y'all American universities are fucking (laughs) wild. You know that? Mine was the most boring Canadian shit in the world. We didn't have parties. We didn't have nothing. But can we talk about this? The NCAA is crooked as hell. Yeah. So Patino got suspended for like five games. It was a big deal. It was a huge scandal. But like there are players who sold some memorabilia to make a little money who like were suspended for the season. Oh. It's a little bit like, come on, NCAA. <laughs> Yeah. But it's so inconsistent. It's whatever. I mean, this is spicy and dicey. They were underage. It also led to a federal investigation involving bribes to recruits. I feel like I watched a documentary about this on HBO. And he got fired ultimately, right? From Louisville. Um, Yes, they did. Resulted in Louisville firing him for cause. Wow. Crazy. I remember that. That was nuts. You know, you start to what you start to like add up all the college like football scandals, college basketball scandals, and like I don't think it's a coincidence. I think they're all just like crooked, like you said. The NCAA's shady, Olympics level shady, in my opinion. Y'all need to rethink your shit. 
Come on, you guys. Olympic level shady. That is an <laughs> insult if I've ever heard one. Look, if there's one thing we learned in season one, it's that the Olympics are shady. Okay, but I am. Can I Can I also say that I'm really excited for the Olympics to come back uh, in the summer? I know. Me too. I'm so excited. Fingers crossed. All those athletes that had to like yeah. wait an entire year to compete. I know one of them. Fingers crossed. All right. So number three, somebody wrote in about Jeff Van Gundy and the Yao Ming scandal. Oh, I don't think I know this one. So just a quick recap of the Van Gundy drama. Mm -hmm. In May 2005, he was fined $100,000, which is so much money, for accusing the NBA of directing the refs to target Houston Rocket Center Yao Ming. Like he accused the league (laughs) that they were specifically targeting Yao Ming. And he... Van Gundy said he thought Mark Cuban, who owned the Dallas Mavericks, had worked league officials so that they had a bias against Yao Ming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nuts. Bit of a reach. But then he wouldn't reveal his source. He said it was a ref, but he wouldn't say who. (laughs) And so they were like, David Stern was so angry. Familiar. (laughs) Anyway. Remember David I can't Stern? Tell, I can't tell you who or what, but there's cheating going on. Trust me. You guys just need to trust me at this yeah, point. Always. Where do we stand on Mark Cuban? Real mixed. Real mixed. I feel like he had something weird with John Legend a few weeks ago. Here's the thing about Mark Cuban. He does a lot of good. He uses his platform. He spoke up about Black Lives Matter. Like, there's a lot to like, but I'm also like, your ass is a billionaire and you could just donate. You could just, like, solve a lot of things. I feel like he does. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just remembered something. What? What did you audition with (laughs) for this show? I auditioned with um, the rumor that Delonte West slept with slept with LeBron LeBron's James' mom, mom before Game Five of the Cavs series against the Celtics, resulting in them losing. Okay, so Delonte West, Mark Cuban found out where he was and put him into a rehab center. I know he's helping rehabilitate Delonte. I think Mark Cuban is a divisive figure whose heart is ultimately in the right place. That's what yeah. I think. That's my take. By the way, we should totally drop the audition tape. We should. That's all yeah. I'll say because that was a doozy. <laughs> that was, that was doozy funny. So I don't Sorry. even know if um, our listeners know, but Rachel pitched a show to Crooked and she's incredible. And there was like all these people who wanted to do it with her. And, and, and I got lucky enough to audition with her you to try out for this. And then I... Got it. But we, that first one, um, the second audition was, I was given a story, but the initial audition was come in with whatever story. And so I came in with that dues, that very alleged. <laughs> but as soon as I was just like, if she, if this is the story that she's going to roll with, well, this is the girl. This is the one. She gets it. She totally gets it. My takeaway, I will say, from that story was Gloria James in her 40s. My girl, you go. Get it, girl. <laughs> Get it, Get it, girl. girl. Okay. Anyway. Uh, next That up. was a fun <laughs> prompt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Luis Suarez. Uh, Luis Suarez. Oh, my goodness. If you don't know this one, he is a soccer player and he bit somebody twice during a game this yeah. was crazy this was and the most insane thing is he's got some jibs he's like the evander holyfield uh situation he has got some teeth and he bit somebody twice 
It's almost like you're like, it's hard when you have teeth that size not to bite in his defense. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting way of. But he has bit people multiple times during games. Multiple times. He is known for frequently being carded. Um, he's a bad Suspended. little boy. It's it's just like wild that like whatever's going on for him psychologically, obviously, he mm. can't even like he's in a public forum being televised playing soccer and he can't. He's like, I'm gonna bite you. I can't help it. It is like a toddler. It was so amazing because the third time I believe happened at a World Cup. Yeah. And when it happened, everyone was just like, no way, dude. Like he got in so much shit the first time and then the second time. And then it's like, you can't keep him in your mouth. A wild thing is like when your kid, like there's always a biter in every preschool class. Um, and when your kid does it, you're like, oh my God. Like that parent is like mortified. And like oh this God. man is an adult. I feel like I read something where like they went to his house and it was like full of stuffed animals. So I wonder oh. if there's a little bit of arrested development going on. What? Because like biting is literally like a toddler thing. Oh, wow. Like he's just stuck in this like kid. Some piece of him mentality. is there, you know. <laughs> That's very funny to think about. <laughs> okay, well, Luis, I hope you stop biting people. Yeah. Get one of those chewy necklaces and wear it during games and bite on that when you have the urge. A little candy necklace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, this next one is like. Almost like we couldn't do it because it's been covered so it's much. It's just too big. It's too popular. It's Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. They made a great movie. It is definitely one we talked about. Quick summary for someone who's been under a rock for a hot minute. Tanya Harding hired an assailant, basically, <laughs> to take out Nancy Kerrigan. It's crazy. If you haven't seen I, Tanya yet, that movie's so good. But really, it was not Tanya. It was her ex-husband, right? Who? I don't remember. I don't remember what the conclusion was, but... I think the ex-husband hired someone, but it was a big whole deal. It's pretty wild. It's wild how much like people have come back around on Tanya Harding. Well, she was on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. wasn't she? I also think that Nancy Kerrigan is deeply unlikable. Like, <gasps> she did that thing where, like, Oksana Bayul, who was, like, a Russian orphan or a Ukrainian orphan, won the gold. And, like, she was, like, she, like, rolled her eyes and she's like, here we uh, go. She's crying again. Uh, <laughs> she's a little bit, like, of an ice queen. Okay, well, we've, we've also decided that figure skating is pretty messed up as well, right? It's a pretty messed up sport. But anyway, love that someone brought it up. We definitely talked about it and, and kind of like OJ, we're just like, there was there's some stories that have been covered so much that... They would have been fun to do, but like, I don't know if people, like, people would be like, I already know this. Yeah. Um, okay, ooh, this is kind of a, a recent one. Happened a year or two ago. The sure. Houston Astros sign-stealing cheating scandal. Yes. This was so spicy because it was so blatantly obvious that it's like, do you think we're all just dumb? Do you think we're all stupid? And also, um, like, as Dodgers fans here, like, it was particularly painful because, like, they beat the Dodgers. Cheating. Yeah. Well, let me let me explain. So in 2019, the Astros were accused of using a video camera in the center field seats to film the opposing catcher's signals to the pitcher regarding the next pitch. Astros players or team staffers watching the live camera feed behind the dugout used various audio cues to signal to the batter which type of play was coming next. So I remember 
Ugh, what was that dude's name? He was like literally hit a home run, was like rounding the bases and he was pointing to the like mic that he had on. Oh, right. Do you remember? Like that's how, that's what I'm saying. Like they thought that we were so dumb that you were going to blatantly. <laughs> and I remember, I think it was like Ken Rosenthal or whoever was doing sideline was just like, why were you? He asked him. He's like, why yeah. were you pointing to your right. To your chest, like what? And he was like, ah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like what, dude, if you're going to cheat, at least be a little bit more like incognito. It was wild. Yeah. And once the MLB opened an investigation, they confirmed that they used it during the 2017 regular season and postseason. And that's the one where they won the World Series. Yeah, gross. So now everyone hates the Astros. And if you're listening yeah. to this and you didn't know about this, you now hate the Astros as yeah, well. Yeah, boo. If somebody ever up. says, like, maybe you're not that big into baseball and somebody ever asks you, like, hey, what's your favorite team? You say, I don't know, but I fucking hate the Astros. They're going to be like, Cheaters. Oh, this, this person's sweet. This person's get cool. It. She gets it. Yeah, They know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one, Lance Armstrong and doping. We could have done a five-parter on this. We should have done this one. That would have been interesting. This fucking guy. This guy did that thing where he's like, I'm a hero. I mean, he was like such a national treasure. Yeah. First of all, didn't he leave Cheryl Crow when she was battling breast cancer? Oh, I did not know that. That is a scandal in and of itself. He's not our best. He ended up being a fucking piece of shit. Here's the thing. I watched the Tour de France for the first time this year because it, it oh. still happened miraculously. Um, my One of my brothers is like super into cycling and he got me to watch it with him. And it was so exciting. It's so exciting, those mountain legs. But I kept on thinking to myself, like, how did Lance Armstrong win more than one of these? And y'all y'all guys were just like, oh, yeah, he's just like a miracle. Like, he's just like really talented. It was interesting. Well, and he also had cancer, right? He had cancer. Testicular yeah, cancer, which is something right? that actually happened to him, right? That wasn't like a. No, that was real. I would have been messed up. I think, look, I think we all want a hero. I feel like it was like a very, from what I remember, like the doping scam or whatever was very well put together. <laughs> like it was unlike the Astros and the pointing to the chest. This was like meticulously planned out. So it was like very sophisticated. And yeah. so I think like it took Gross. a minute to catch them because they were actually really good at it. But but my thing is like nobody can win this more than once. Like this is the hardest thing I've ever seen a human body do in my entire it's life. Somebody should have been on to him after the second one. Like ASAP. <laughs> it was so exciting though. I used to watch it growing up and oh, uh, it was like during the I mean I was so in on Lance Armstrong. I was like I love this guy. Yeah. Um he eventually received a lifetime ban. From all sports. From all sports. That follow the world anti-doping code. What, is he going to pick up basketball? (laughs) He's like, "Mm, I'm going to try and be a point guard. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's fine. He's deeply wealthy and fine. But he kind of ended up sucking. Um, Okay, next one. Reggie Bush and USC. This is very interesting where I'm like. Take it. uh, This is the NCAA Reggie Bush and his family received gifts, which were in violation of NCAA policies. Look, NCAA policies where they make millions and millions of dollars off these athletes and then would, I think it's changing now, but then would suspend them for trying to make money. Like, it's crazy. Many of these athletes from places 
and like families were like, they could use the money, you know, Mm -hmm. which is why Mm -hmm. people go pro after their freshman year because they're like, I need the money now. And it's like Mm -hmm. the NCAA, these coaches make millions of dollars. These institutions make millions and millions of dollars. And then they're suspending players for like getting gifts. Get out of here. Get out of here. So let me back it up. Reggie Bush won a Heisman. He was one of the best players. I am no USC fan. I find USC to be obnoxious and many of the fans I've met out here to be deeply obnoxious. Uh No offense. So sorry. (laughs) I just feel it's true. I think Matt Leiner, who was a quarterback there, is like one of the worst humans on earth. That being said, Reggie Bush was so good. He won a Heisman. He took them to the Orange Bowl. I think they won that Orange Bowl. Like, he was so amazing. Mm -hmm. And then this, like, sports agent lavished him with all these gifts, and he got, like, a limo ride. And, like, the NCAA came down on USC so hard. They made him forfeit his Heisman. I think they took away their Orange Bowl win. That's disgusting. They were banned from bowl games. They lost scholarships. And I'm like, I get that those are your rules. They're messed up rules. Mm -hmm. Like, you ruined a man's life. Don't love it. You learned a man's legacy, and all he did was do what any of us would do, and what certainly I'm sure the official of the NCAA do, which is get a bunch of like fancy gifts from fancy people with all the money they make off these athletes. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, I I dare you to not accept all the stuff that he accepted when you're 20 years old. Correct. And like also you're like, Maybe, like, I want to help my mom out. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, you're thinking about, like, your family. And I just think, like, the NCAA, like, they could not have any of this without these players. Mm -hmm. And they took such advantage of them. They continue to take such advantage of them. And, ugh, I have so many bad feelings about the NCAA. I'm totally there with you. And I think, I think that this is right, that Reggie Bush was just, because Reggie works with Fox and Mm. hosts a college game day situation um and he was just allowed back to usc to work like not even to like be as a fit just to like work insane i think last year which is just crazy i feel like the sanctions now we need to put a bunch of sanctions on the ncaa how about that Let's oh, ban them okay. or something. I don't know okay. how that works uh little note i remember when reggie bush dated kim kardashian oh yeah no i don't remember that yeah Wow. <laughs> he's very nice. He's, every time I see him in the hallway, he's very, very kind. I was like so not a USC fan. Like when I moved out here, also my ex-husband, when he went to Stanford, so they're in the same league. But I uh, was a Reggie Bush fan. And I think it sucked what the NCAA yeah. did. Yeah. Okay, Rachel. So I'm so excited to get to our most requested scandal. But before we do, one more quick break. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Headspace. Life can be stressful even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life, and you need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That is Headspace. I have been using Headspace for years. Meditating normally when I'm by myself is a little bit difficult. I love guided meditation. I love Headspace. It is always a mainstay app on my phone. If you guys haven't tried it, would totally recommend. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. I I remember even using it in my car one time. They have like driving playlists that like can help you 
be calm on your way to work and just not stress out. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. I'm one of them. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash shame. That's headspace.com slash shame for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash shame today. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Lord Jones. We have a new sponsor that we are really excited about, Lord Jones, makers of the world's finest CBD products. CBD is all the rage these days, but pioneering brand Lord Jones is considered the gold standard. For years, they've been changing people's lives with their premium CBD products. Lord Jones has long been a favorite among celebrities worldwide, showing up in the Instagram feeds of Hollywood's biggest names. And now they're inviting you to experience the finest CBD products available. From world-class skincare to tinctures to decadent gumdrop confections. If you're curious about what CBD can do for you, trust me, you want to start with the best. Lord Jones is crafted with the highest quality ingredients and premium hemp-derived CBD that's lab-tested for purity, strength, and consistency. Lord Jones also makes the perfect gift. Go to lordjones.com shame to get 25% off your first order. Go to lordjones.com shame to get 25% off your first order. lordjones.com shame. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, the last one has caught my eye. I'll oh, just tell you that. I'm excited. Overwhelming demand for Derek Jeter sending his one night stands <coughs> gift baskets. I love to see it. I didn't know this. Our fans get us. Oh, Rachel. Did you know about this? Yes. So he broke up with Minka Kelly. Who's a babe, babatron. A babe. True babe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Insane. So he broke up with her and then was like, I'm on the town. And he would have all these women to his bachelor pad that's in Trump Towers. Boo. Ugh. Still? Um, no. And then he would send them home the next morning. Like he'd get a car for them. And in the car <laughs> would be a gift basket of like autographed Derek Jeter memorabilia. Shut <laughs> your... Yes. Mouth. That would be the most traumatizing <laughs> thing. You know, you're feeling good. You're feeling good about yourself. Like you just spent the night yeah. with okay. Derek Jeter. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe at the time right. feeling good about yourself, right? Yeah. 
You're like, oh, you called me a car? Like, that's so... That's, thank oh, you. Oh, my God. Are guy. We, are we going to see each other again? Like, this is crazy. Oh you get like in me? the car. <laughs> <laughs> and there is oh, an this? autographed bobblehead. But, like, first you're like, oh, my God, a gift? Stop it. This guy is too much. And then you're like, it's... <laughs> Oh. Assigned baseball, <laughs> to, and it's not doesn't even have your name on it. No, it's, it's like to dear my woman. biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> to whom it may concern, <laughs> to not Minka Kelly. <laughs> so wait, what uh, else was in the gift basket? It would just be like various autograph memorabilia. Is like all I oh, remember. My God! But he did it like multiple times to like this like slew of women that came through his Okay, do you pad. think that that memorabilia would be more expensive than like regular Derek Jeter memorabilia? Because it's like this was in the gifts, this was in the gift basket. In his defense, like they could probably sell that shit on eBay and make uh, some cash. I don't know. Or give it to oh, your dad for Lord. Christmas. I don't know. How'd you get this? It doesn't matter, dad. <laughs> don't I'm worry sure about Trump it, dad. was just like, you know what the ladies really yeah. like, Derek? Let me Grab tell you. Him send them home with the... a gift basket. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amazing. I love that so many people ask for that. It's Derek Jeter's another controversial run right now. Cause like I think like diehard baseball fans would argue he's not as good as he gets credit for, but he is like a clutch guy. And he's you know such a captain. Like he is such a leader. Yeah. You know what's really disgusting that I thought of this weekend when Maradona passed away? Mm-hmm. Obviously an incredible soccer player, but the first thing I did was how has he been problematic? <laughs> that was uh, the first thing that I looked up. Like, is he an asshole? Can I say I am so sad that Maradona passed away because he's an incredible soccer player? Or is it shadowed from some terrible thing that he has done? That's how d- being a female in sports feels, is that yeah. you have to deal with so much shit all the time. You deserve a gift basket from Derek Jeter, you know? Thank you. Thank you. I remember I went and saw a Yankees game. And it was uh, when Araldus Chapman was pitching. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just like, he was amazing. He was so incredible. And I tweeted like, oh, my God, Araldus Chapman's like sick. And I got this slew of being like, he is terrible. He did this. He did that. Da, 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 da. And it's like, Jesus, can't you guys keep Come your shit together on. so we can be mm. so we can like you? Privilege is distorting. Anyways, don't mean to end it on a bummer, but <laughs> privilege is distorting. Yeah. Um, you guys, these were fun. This was fun. A little off the cuff. This was really fun. I this, it was fun to not know what the hell we were gonna talk about. That was Yes. Thank you for submitting your scandals, your questions. We appreciate you all so much. Yeah. That was great. And we're going to be back. Listen, next week, set off the fireworks, babes, because this is going to be season finales. Can you give us, I don't know, I I actually don't know what it's going to be. I just know it's going to be great. Can you give us a little bit of a taster? I think it's just, it's going to encapsulate, I think, thematically, some of the things this podcast is about. Ooh, okay. And I'm really looking forward to it. I love that tease. Slash, you know, a little emotional. <gasps> Are we going to cry? We could. We should I probably drink while we're I think we should it. drink is what yeah. I was literally just about well, to say. Well, you know what? Jasmine, we'll have holiday cocktails. Oh, I fucking love that. 
All right. Hopefully I don't have to do anything afterwards. <laughs> I know. Okay, pal. Okay, you guys. This is it. Bye, Rachel. Bye, See team. you next week. See you next For week. For the finale. Woo! Bring your drinks. Bye. Hall of Shame is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our producer. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and me, Rachel Bonetta. And me, Rechna Fripbaum. Editing and sound design by Kyle Seglin. Brian Semmel is our associate producer. And Allison Falzetta is our development producer. Our theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa. Thank you to Sydney Rapp for production support every week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.